Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'm Matt Bronson. And no matter what platform you're listening to us on, welcome to episode 42. In this episode, we're going to talk about the United States Senate taking on loot boxes, a new Ghost Recon get announced, gets announced, the launch of Rage 2, the Final Fantasy VII remake reemerges, and we're going to rant about Game of Thrones for at least another hour. <laughs> Godmore Locked episode 42 is rolling. Welcome to Godmore Unlocked episode 42, take two, where it rains every day and we rag on Game of Thrones every day. Yep. Well. Yep. The um, rant is coming. Yes. <laughs> but first, we're going to go through all the gaming news like we normally do. Uh, so, as inevitable as the rain, it seems. Uh, the U.S. Senate has had a bill introduced to ban loot boxes in video games. It has finally happened. It seems like we've been talking about this, you know, from the be- since the beginning of the show. Yep. And uh, I'm trying to remember. It might have been in the very first episode. It, it, it seems like it was. The first time it popped up. I'm trying to think of what the first controversy that popped up was. Like the, I don't know. Was it? Was it um, Star Wars? Battlefront 2? No, that was that was like fall before we even started. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, a lot of countries have banned them. It's considered gambling on some European countries, and they're not allowed. Um, we've talked about it many times. I, I think I think it's such an overreach. Like, it's just... we've It's the low-hanging fruit for some, you Absolutely. know, elected official somewhere to complain, you know, to commiserate with parents out there who've had $500 charged on their credit card because their kid bought too many Fortnite skins. Um, you've talked about repeatedly, you know, what's the difference <clears throat> between this and buying a pack of Pokemon cards? Yeah. Or Like, that, that is something I would need one of them to explain to me, is like, what's, what's the difference between buying this and buying any, like, you know, collectible. Any, yeah, any any collectible where it's random. Yeah. You know, that's a blind random thing. Like, there's it's, no difference. It's, it, we know. I think they should also ban Pokemon Go because it's random what monsters I find yeah, when I walk that's around. That's not fair. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I hope they do it. I hope they ban it just so we can stop talking. About I don't. It. Just, just ban it's, it already. It's, it's such an overreach. It is. Because like, once you start down this path, like, you know, whenever you make a decision in government, yeah. You're, whenever you make a decision in government, you're setting a precedent, you know. And who comes after you is going to look at that and potentially, you know, use what you previously did as guidance. And and once you've done that, okay, well, what's the next thing? And, and not, not yeah. just for gaming. I'm looking at it through a gaming lens, but for other industries too, you know, like what kind of precedent does this set? I mean, like, the, the thing I really the thing I really don't like about it from a principal standpoint, I just don't like limiting businesses, especially when there's no reason to. Yeah. Because, you know, that I mean, this could be the difference between, you know, a company staying in business and a company going out of business. Yeah. And, you know, people losing their jobs. Well, we've seen, yeah, I mean, we've seen there's two big issues in the gaming industry, in my mind, financially. You know, one of them, people consider to be loot boxes the other considered to be the extreme overtime that to me is a far bigger issue that that is 
affecting people's lives. To keep their job, they're, they're needing to put in 70, 80, 90 hours a week because if their game flops, they're out of a job. That, to me, is a much bigger issue. And, you know, loot boxes is one of the few options that developers have thought of so far to try to yeah. keep keep money going. I mean, I, I really only see two other options, and that's either A, raise the price of the game, initial game, yeah, which nobody People wants. People won't like. I mean, they're almost $100 as yeah. it is. Can yeah. you imagine a $100 game? Well, I bought $100 games with the season Yeah, but I mean, stuff. like, just, just an ordinary game. Yeah, Who's yeah. going to want to pay for a $100 yeah. game? Or B, um, and this is this is uh, you know some blowback that I don't think they really thought about is you know with all these game services coming up like Game Pass and Apple yeah. Apple's Arcade and stuff like that, you're just pushing like small developers into the hands of you know these already Bigger huge companies. corporations yeah. and you're just you're tipping the scale in the huge corporations' yeah. favor I yeah mean, like you're you're just giving them more power because now like. If, if we can't do loot boxes and nobody, you know, that was like our one solution. Now they got to, they got to like join Game Pass or something. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, now they're, now they're at the whim of, you know, large corporations. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of really unintended consequences. And, of, you know, like I look this at this decision. and the crux of, which I understand, like some, a lot of people believe that it's predatory, especially towards minors, that, you know, minors feel pressure to, you know, get the latest skin. Well, well yeah. I feel pressure to get the latest skin, and I'm 32 years old. <laughs> but the thing is, is that in order to get these skins or to buy the loot boxes or whatever, you have to have access to a credit card. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to have access to a credit card when you're 12 years old. If you have access to it, it's because your parent has enabled it. Yeah. And you know, or you've stolen it. From oh, right, right. And it's like, well, that's what we're that's what we're getting at. Like, are we going to? Are we going to pass a policy that prevents a kid using their parent's credit card? Like, like, because that's what this is. You know, yeah. it's, kids don't have credit cards. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with, you know, going after the kids. And I know it happens. It happens. Right. It's I'm not happening. saying that it's like a, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, like it's great. But I'm just saying like, it's a, it's kind of like one of those things like, it's the cost of doing well, business. And you know, like, another thing. certain things that happen. How come they never, how come they never ban those like, um lines you know you remember back in like the 90s they used to have like call us now and you know the first minute is free and then the next <laughs> the next minutes are like 20 bucks a minute yeah yeah you know like kids could call that yeah oh yeah and they never banned those there's way you there's know? way more predatory and 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 it's like, far easier to pick up is, your phone and is, make a phone call it than. is an issue that not specifically just loot boxes but i guess the whole digital economy yeah. Is something that I think we're going to struggle to regulate. Not just games, but you know, you talked about crypt. You talk about cryptocurrency. You talk about how is government going to keep up with an evolving digital economy and put safeguards on it? Yeah. You're always going to be a step behind because it changes so rapidly. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that is an interesting thought. Will they ban the actual loot boxes, or will they ban the purchase of loot boxes? If they if they only ban the purchase, I mean, couldn't you yeah. in theory get like cryptocurrency and just go around it? I I just I just think that you know the whole buying virtual goods concept, not just in gaming in general, is going to continue to. You've got eBooks, you've got you know magazine subscriptions, you've got, oh, yeah. and it's going to continue and continue yeah. and continue. Eventually, you'll be able to buy AI dates, dates with a 
You probably can already, for oh, all I know. But that's what I'm saying is, like, there's just going to be... There's an infinite amount of possibilities that are going to open up. Yeah. And the government's not going to be able to keep a lid on it. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's just going to evolve. It, it's not a good idea, but it, it'll probably come to be just because, like you say, it's it's just an easy target. I don't know if you it'll know, get picking through. Picking on video games. I don't know is, if it'll get through or not. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, picking on video games, though, that's always been just And like I, a, I just think it's funny because I, th- I may have mentioned this on the show before that a lot of states are beginning to roll back the restrictions on gambling because they've realized how much revenue is in it and that they can control it better if they allow it, but put, you know, bumper bumpers on it, you yeah, know, yeah. so you can't go off the rails too much. So that's kind of been the approach. But here, we've got this completely draconian approach again. Well, just ban it. Just yeah, ban it. And, you know, I mean, usually they talk to the, the companies that are doing it, and, you know, they, you know they, they do give them, like, usually, like, a chance to explain themselves. Yeah. I mean, you know... Let's be honest. In America, politicians, for the most part, listen to corporations first. Yeah. And then everybody else second. So, I mean, it's not like they're not going to get their day. Well, and I, I, I think, you know, I've thought about this. So, let's hope that, you know, if they do take action, it's at least reasonable. Yeah. I, I mean, I've thought about, like, I'm totally okay with having mandating something on, on the product, like the box art or the rating system that specifically says, you know, like microtransactions or whatever to alert parents that this yeah. you know like that if you're giving giving your game to the this game to your kid be aware that there's in-game purchases i'm good with all that you know more information for parents the better um but just like banning it it's just it seems like such a like a a futile effort like yeah. you can try but you're not going to win they're just going to find some way yeah. around it and, so Let's hope uh, either it gets banned or just, just goes <laughs> away banned completely. banned solely so we can stop talking about it. Um, so go, a new Ghost Recon got announced this week. It's called Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It releases this October. It's a sequel to Wildlands. And, of course, it has John Bernthal in it because seemingly everything has yeah, John Bernthal it seems like in it if, these if, days. If, you're, if your product has a gun in it, John Bernthal is going to be, 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 be in near it. it. Yeah, he's going to be in it. I mean, what, what did you you actually text me about this out of the blue? What what was your thoughts on this whole reveal? And I mean, it's it's kind of odd. I watched a little bit of the um, the, the presentation that yeah. they had on May 9th. and uh, I thought you know, like going into it, I was like, eh, I don't really have any interest yeah. in this because I never really cared about <clears> Wildlands. But I watched it a little bit of it, and I was like, well, you know, that's kind of cool. You yeah. know, it really kind of reminds me of. Um, Reminds me of Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. Like, you know, because like, they put a lot more emphasis on, like, the survival yeah. um, aspect of the game and and just the setting and everything about it. And just kind of reminded me of Metal Gear Solid 3. So I think maybe that's why I'm a little more interested in it. It's just sort of reminds me of, like, a Western take on Metal Gear Solid 3 almost. Um, yeah, I mean, I was... I was Pretty impressed. Maybe I'll try Wildlands uh, if it ever comes to Game Pass. That's how many times has that been uttered in this on this show? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of confused. I'm not, but I am. Like, because you know, Ghost Recon seems to kind of be there now, almost like their single player franchise. Because yeah. you've got the Division, yep. which is like their uh, 
<clears throat> you know, shared world, multiplayer, MMO light. You've got Rainbow Six, which is their competitive shooter. Yep. And you've got Ghost Recon, which has kind of... They're, they're trying to establish it as their, like, their story-driven... Uh, but the division has story too, but kind of their like cinematic. Yeah, but I, I think I think I think with Ghost Recon, the story is much more front and center than it never was though until I know recently apparently. I, I mean, it, it used to be sort of the multiplayer. Game yeah, back right. In the when day. Ghost Recon came out, it, it was multiplayer. That was it. Yeah, and <clears throat> I'm kind of surprised to see Ubisoft taking it. I. I it makes sense because what else are you going to do with it? It was a ridicule and that was it too. Yeah. I used to hate that. <clears throat> you know, what else are you going to do with it when you think about it? Because um, you don't want it to take from the player base of either of those games. Yeah. Which is why I thought it was they were going to take it in a Battle Royale direction. Just because Thank God it's something did. different. Uh-oh. Thank God they did. I just wonder how well this is going to sell because, <clears throat> you know, we've seen how annual iterations of basically solo single player games aren't really doing very well but Wildlands Wildlands did and it was but this is pretty hot on the heels of Wildlands yeah. that's what I mean this is pretty quick yeah and it's it's very similar to <clears throat> Wildlands yeah. like, like watching I was in my head I was thinking eh you know looks a lot like Wildlands yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a direct that's sequel. why I was like eh you know I'll just wait for Wildlands I, I'm kind of expecting <clears throat> a lot of single player franchises to become like once a generation iteration it's like you get a new one every five years yeah. or so because if you put out another one it's just gonna be the same thing yeah um, but I don't know maybe that's maybe that's the way to go especially if they ban loot boxes maybe maybe you go back to single you player put your game out there for $99 but you know it's sort of with the caveat knowing that this is the only game you're gonna have to buy this and it generation. is a, I shouldn't say single player it, it is co-op uh I think most people envision it as a cooperative game. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's what they're going for. Yeah. And that, I think, is when, like, I think back to Ghost Recon, um, like, Graw. Yeah. And that was when it was at its best, I think, was yeah. co-op stuff. I don't know. We'll see. I, I wasn't really excited by the announcement, nor am I really excited by the direction of the franchise. I'm just kind of like, yeah. okay, I mean... I'm, it seems like it's going to kind of become pretty niche. Yeah, and something that, I don't know, it just never gets to me is, or not, you know, I never gets, I never get the concept of, like, you have your squad and, you know, like, there's, you got your girl on the squad, you got your yeah, yeah. brawny guy on the squad, you got your, your leader type. Yeah. I can't stand when they do that stuff. Well, I, I, one thing that is, I've always hated is like forced squad reliance. Yeah. Like when they make you like, well, you got to rely on your squad and, and squad yeah. place. And, and, you know, last episode we're talking about how like I always hate games where you've got to micromanage like pets and stuff like that. Well, I don't want to manage my squad either. You know, yeah. like, like I want to, I want to tear stuff up. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know. They're just, you know, when they have, like, they try to make everyone on your squad, like, a unique character yeah, yeah. that, you know, I don't know, I just, it just never works right. for me. Yeah. It just feels too forced. Right. So, Rage 2 comes out, well, as we're recording this tomorrow, Tuesday the 14th, it comes out. Uh, the reviews are out. They're pretty middle of the line. Basically, people say, combat's really good, 
stories trash. The open world doesn't really work that well. Yeah. If you want to just have some fun with cool gunplay, you know. Check wow, it out. another game made worse by open world. You know, when will they learn? I got thinking about that today, and I'm like, why don't they literally just make this? Because their core of their game, the combat, is really strong. Just make freaking linear levels. Like, yeah. just make it a really like, like God of War was this way. The original God of War. Yeah. Um, just like high octane, six to eight hour experience, balls to the wall, just action. Yeah. You know that to me is better than this. Well, I'll wander around this open world yep. and look what I can do. Yeah. Every two hours, I'll do something cool. I'm really kind of amazed that they haven't learned their lesson on this yet. Um, you know, that open world isn't the be-all, end-all anymore. Yeah. And it I mean, can it, be. At one time, it was. Well, and it can be great, but mm. it's not always. I mean, back in the day when... There were like no open world games. Yeah, yeah. The GTA like, games were revolutionary exactly. because of that. exactly. You GTA came out. It was open world. Nothing else blew like people's it. minds. All of a sudden, every single game needed to be open world because you know, living in the world was sort of the dream. You know? Yeah, like we had we had Second Life. We had all that junk for a while where yeah. you, you lived in the world because. I don't know for some reason that was like the holy grail of yeah. gaming was to like live in whatever game you're Universe. playing but I don't feel like that's the case anymore right? yeah we went there it didn't it wasn't really that great the yeah. dream never really came to be and now I feel like we should go back to the way things used to be where you had you know your corridor shooter you had your burnout type racer where it's tracks yeah. but it's like you know sort of gives you the, the impression that it's almost open world but it's not yeah um Stuff like that. Just just do that. And, you know, I'm I'm still per, kind of perplexed by the timing of this because they did Doom. Doom was a big hit. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein's a big hit. Both Bethesda. Um, and, and then they, they the first Rage wasn't even really received very well. Yeah. And then, so they've got Doom Eternal, which comes out this fall, I think. Mm -hmm. And then here, plop in the middle of it. Like is a game that's pretty much riding on the heels of Doom, the success that Doom was with its you know really strong combat. Yeah. But Doom is an open world. Doom is linear. Wolfenstein yeah. is linear, and um, and I wonder I, if that's why. I just think the timing of it is odd though, because the first one wasn't even well received. It's yeah. it's like a really well, forgettable what, game. When you were saying about the reviews, I was like, well, isn't that? Isn't that what the first one yeah. was? Yeah. Like, and just sort of lukewarm. I played the first one. It was okay. Like, for the time, the graphics were really good. Yeah. And uh, all I remember about the thing was that boomerang. Remember, like, every demo they showed of it, they had God. the boomerang? They no, really thank God. Uh, maybe a little bit. All they did, they had this, like, star, like a ninja star-like boomerang that you'd throw, and it would, you know, cut somebody's head off. And that's what they showed in every demo. In the was game. the protagonist Australian, by chance? I don't know. But That's not a knife. I, I just... I, I feel like the timing of it's just kind of weird. It's like... And yeah. I... To their credit, I do think this looks... Like, the the gunplay looks good. I, I think they took it in a better direction than the last one, which is super generic. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still just like... Who's this game for? I mean, they're trying you know, to like, cover their bases. Who right? are they making this for? They're, they're trying to cover their bases. Because they already have two uh, linear shooters. Right. So, I mean... In that light, I can see why they would want to go the open world to try yeah. something different, make something that stands out. 
But, you know... But this doesn't stand out. That's the thing. It's yeah, this... this <laughs> I mean, open-world first-person shooters, so far, don't seem to be working too no, well. No, no. Because Metro Exodus is also open-world, and, you know, the knock on that seems to be, well, you know, yeah, you're walking around, but you're not really shooting anything. Yeah, Nothing's yeah. happening most of the right. time, so... The only, the only one that I've played that really pulls it off and has a lot of has had a lot of other issues is, is Destiny. There's constant action in Destiny. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole different style of yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's really kind of a different... That's almost like animal. an MMO. Yeah. Um, but and Yeah, there's different different things going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a shooter. You know, I looked at Rage 2's combat, and I'm like, wow, this would be really cool in a multiplayer setting. I don't think there's any multiplayer. So, <laughs> I don't know. So, out of nowhere... Sony and Square showed a new trailer for the Final Fantasy VII Remake during their State of Play last week. Did wow. you watch it? Um, or did a you watch bit. the gameplay? Or? I watched a little bit of it. I watched a little bit. What'd you think? Uh, I watched a little bit of the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer. It looks okay. I mean, I'm not... I, I'm, I was never into Final Fantasy VII. I, I played... Nine for my first Final Fantasy game, and I love nine. Nine is nine is the greatest Final Fantasy by far. I mean, it's not even close. But um, yeah, I mean, I have no love for seven really. So seeing that was like, uh, okay, you know. I mean, you you spent five years on that. I guess well, you spent like fifty years on Final Fantasy thirteen, so or fourteen or whatever, fifteen, fifteen. That uh, that. That's what, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is a, because Final Fantasy VII, another game, I'm kind of wondering, who's this remake for? Because kids don't know Final Fantasy VII. They don't, they don't, I don't think kids care what Final Fantasy is at all anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah. And how many people who played the original really want a remake of it? Yeah, and you know, I know it's something that people clamored for, but now that it's here, I don't really hear that many people who are like really excited for. Well, it. after Final Fantasy fifteen, see, that's what I'm wondering is how much is it going to be like Final Fantasy fifteen? In a way, Final Fantasy fifteen, they they really gave you too much. Yeah, and and the gameplay was just so for me chaotic. Yeah, like, I I have no idea how the battle system yeah. worked. It's so bizarre. Well, and that that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, they're doing it, like, apparently they're doing it as an episodic release. They announced this ages ago. It still doesn't have a release date. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, why at this point? Like, There's what is boomerangs. This? <laughs> There's boomerangs in Final Fantasy XV. Yes, sir? Yeah. Great. It's a big big part of the game. So, here's here is some breaking news. The Pokemon Company has announced that they're making another smartphone game to be released next year. What do you think it's going to be? Um, probably just like a Pokemon game. Probably more like a, a normal Pokemon game. I think it's Pokemon Snap. Oh, wow. That like would be... That would actually... Phone integrated. That would actually be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, that, that I just would. thought of that on the spot. I literally just came up with it. No, that would be really interesting because Pokemon Snap has a pretty big following. Yeah, people and, loved it. And yeah, I mean... It seemed like a bizarre idea at the time, but everybody who played it loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how that happened. Especially in the on the um, N64. There were a yeah. ton of games where you're like, uh, I don't know. Who that, came that up doesn't, with this? Yeah, that doesn't sound so great, but then they ended up being awesome. Yeah. Sort of like Diddy Kong's Racing. When I heard about that, I was like, 
we don't want to play that. Yeah. But people loved it. Um, yeah, no, that that would be the only thing that would work for me, is if it's Pokemon Snap. If it's anything else, way too many Pokemon games, way too I don't fast. think, yeah, I don't think they want to make with Pokemon, whatever that's called, Sword and Shield coming this year for Switch. I don't think they want to make a traditional game yeah. for smartphones. And they just had... Um, let's we've let's got go, go and let's, let's go, go already. So, so there's a lot of Pokemon games out there right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But something is coming, so if you're a Pokemon fan, please now, be excited. Who is uh, DNA? Um, Nintendo bought them, I believe, specifically to work on mobile games. See, I wonder if there's a clue there as to what this, what type it's of game. It's not Niantic, you know, is who it, made Pokemon is it Go. Detective Pikachu? The timing would be so backwards. Yeah. To do it a year after the movie. Yeah. Is the movie even do, the movie's doing okay? I guess. Yeah, I think opening like weekend it made like sixty. Yeah. yeah, that's not terrible. It's yeah. not great. Just I wonder how much like a movie like Detective Pikachu would have made back in like nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine or whatever. It Didn't they? Up. Aren't they remaking the original Pokemon movie? I think so. I'm pretty sure they yeah. are. The the whole what was it? Is like, it out yet? No, it's like Mewtwo's Revenge or whatever yeah, it was. Like that. Did you see that? No, I, I was cried. like the only person. I cried did. in the original movie. <laughs> I never saw it. Did you actually cry? Spoilers. Did Spoilers. you actually cry? Did somebody yes. die? Spoil. Pikachu gets turned into a statue, and you think he's like, <laughs> you think he's done, like you think he's dead. But he's not. And you know, of course not, because Pokemon. But <laughs> shit, I cried. All right, time for some God Mode moments and rumors. We got a couple of them. So the first one is Netflix. This is this I just saw this about an hour ago. Netflix is teasing some new games based on their IPs to be announced at E3. They said it's not Stranger Things because that's already been announced. Yeah. So what what would you what would you think? What's your mind go when you hear a Black Mirror? Yeah, I didn't think of that. That'd be probably Black be Mirror, pretty predictable. It seems like the obvious choice. It's the thing, yeah. Uh, hopefully dark. <laughs> no way. His this German. <laughs> I know it's not really one of theirs, but God, I love that. Yeah, imagine if they made an entire game in German. That's like the only way that the world can play is in I, German. The, honestly, the first franchise that came to my mind, I can't even say it on air because it's a terrible joke. Um, I, I was trying to think of what other <laughs> fran- like because they have like House of Cards, which is done. That's not yeah. that. Um, what is this altered carbon? That's one yeah, of them. Yeah, I got it. I've never watched that, but I've, I've yeah. heard there's my dad, fans. My dad actually liked that. I, I couldn't get into it. No, but it's like sci-fi, right? Yeah. So maybe that. Yeah, one. I wanted to like it, but I, I just couldn't. Yeah, couldn't get there. Maybe The Witcher. <laughs> maybe Bird Box. You can wander around blindly without seeing anything for ten hours. I mean, what other, what other IPs do they have that are? Big. That are, yeah, that's the thing. Cowboy Bebop. Castlevania. Cat, yeah, Castlevania. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if they start putting out, like, games that are, you know, games based off of their series that are also games anyway? Sorry, games. Would you surprise like, me? Like, Castlevania. I mean, Konami's not doing anything, so, like... Yeah, my Why not? Like, let hey, him. Konami. Let like, can we make a game out of this, maybe? So a supposed leak came out today that says uh, Gears 5 is coming September 10th, which really wouldn't surprise me at all. It's coming out this fall. You had texted me earlier this week and said that you thought Gears 5 really looked good. What, yeah. What, was, what it, were you looking at? Like, what got you thinking about it? Um, Did you just pull up screenshots well, I was, of No, it I was or? watching... Um, somebody made, like, a 
what you can expect from Microsoft at yeah, E3 2019. I watched one of those recently, too. And they had footage of Gears 5. And every time I see footage of Gears 5, I'm just... It looks so clean and, and it's so fluid. And it's just... Oh, it's It's got to be one of the best, if not the best, Xbox title in terms of graphics. I just hope that they bring something new to the table. Because, yeah. I mean, this is actually the... I kind of wish they would take them out of the armor. Sixth or seventh Gears game, I think. Yeah. And I the I played the original, and the second one and the third one for lots and lots and lots, like probably thousands of hours. I love the multiplayer. Yeah. And uh, since that original, I mean, the second and third ones even I was wasn't as enthused by. But yeah. I, I'm just like I've played them all except Judgment and. They just really need something to reinvigorate yeah. this franchise. I, I wish they'd either take them out of the armor or change up the armor. Do something because I'm. It just looks. I just think from a gameplay perspective, yeah. like it needs something. Like I do like the multiplayer, but I've played it many, many times. And it's like, what are you gonna do to impress me now? You yeah. know, and the campaign in the last one was Gears Four was okay. It was the Coalition's first game. Like I felt like they did a decent job, but they just didn't do anything new or special yeah I mean for me one of the big and you know I've obviously said it multiple times now but I just can't take it seriously looking at them because of the bro like yeah like the the whole bro thing I just well the one thing I will say is my interpretation from what we've seen of Gears 5 is that they are trying to be taken much more seriously they're trying to tell a serious story so that's why I'd like to see maybe like a just a complete overhaul of the, the art style yeah I think that would go a long way. Well, I think changing the main character to Kate, too, is definitely a step of in the direction of we're trying to get away from the you know, bro yeah. story. And, and I mean, I want to get, I want to be able to get into the storyline. Yeah. But, like, seeing those guys, like, it just yeah, rips yeah. me right out. Cause it's well, like, there's, there was, I remember there was a lot of good story, actually, and lore mixed in the original trilogy. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, because of the the. The upfront aesthetic is you screaming like profanity at, yeah. at locusts, and, yeah. and and that was part of the game too. I'm not gonna knock it. It just they need more than that now. They need to do something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like part, 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 that into part of getting into it was the characters going woo when you yeah. shoot people and stuff. But now it's like all right, we're the cold train. Me. Yeah, right, right. That cold was train. all part of it. But now it's like all right, do something new, yeah. like whatever it may be. I can't tell you I'm not a genius game designer, but I just hope that this is not only a really great Gears game, but one that really does put like the Coalition's stamp on the series. Because yeah. the first one was like four. It was like, okay, this is a pretty faithful adaption of the Gears of War franchise that we did. We've built a good base, and now they gotta like make it their own. Mm-hmm. Because the last one definitely was like, they played it way too safe. They didn't do anything... They yeah. just made a new Gears of War game. And it was pretty decent, but yeah. just... Uh, they need to have sort of their Halo Infinite moment. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we don't know if Halo Infinite's any good, but... Right, I think at least it's At least it's going to be something very different. Yeah, what we've they're taking before, So, So, market mode. This flabbergasted me. Sega bought a developer wow. this week, which... And it, I'm it like, must how be a do developer, they even have the money to buy It must anybody? be a developer of a hit game that 
It's, it's called Millions. We're gonna go on, are gonna go out and play and buy. Their game was called Two Point Hospital, which I don't even know what that is. But just to see Sega buying a developer at all, I was like, what? Yeah, like, where they where they find two pennies to, well, to I, rub I together for that? They probably get a lot of uh, ad revenue off of Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube oh, views yeah. <laughs> uh, from the movie trailer. Yep, <laughs> rolling in it now. But I don't know. That, to me, I just heard this and I was like. Out of left field, Sega buying somebody. Is there I, any ETA for that Sonic redesign? I don't think this gonna. That's the thing. That's gonna take months. I know to implement it in the whole movie. Unbelievable. That's gonna take forever. <laughs> I mean, if if they seriously didn't realize what they had oh, done, I, know. I mean, like we were saying last time, somebody somewhere must have said, "Guys, this is an atrocity. <laughs> we gotta fix this." Like, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But then again, you look at like the trailer, and it's like, no, they might have actually thought that was a good-looking Sonic. <laughs> well, like you said, it got people talking, that's for sure. So, yeah. Um, so time time for some funny business. The first one's really not so funny. Maybe it is. I don't know. The guy who does the voice acting for Claptrap in Borderlands, this guy, Randy Pitchford at Gearbox, really just needs to like go away. He's just a constant negative for this company even though he's the CEO the voice actor for Claptrap has come forward and said that Randy Pitchford assaulted him in a hotel and I'm not talking like sexual assault I'm talking about like beat the crap out of the guy because he was mad at him Um, I don't even know what to say I think a few episodes you and I were like we can't go a single episode without bring it up like something stupid yeah, that this guy I, has done or said. I don't know how they haven't cut ties on this he's guy. Like the he's, new so Dennis, he's like the new Dennis Dyack. Like, he just always has something... is always doing something that's taking... putting the wrong type of attention on his... games, or his studio's games. Yeah. Get him out of there. Yeah. While you still can. After that whole Flash Drive scandal, I was done with him. That, yeah. that was it for me. Um, but here's a really interesting one. I want to get your take on this. Uh, Ubisoft and, and Rainbow Six Siege implemented reverse friendly fire in Rainbow Six Siege in all the playlists. Did you read about this? You know what it is? No, but I, I you know, I read it just before the show started, and I was just thinking to myself, this is absolutely incredible. Do you think so? It, well, let me just let me just say that the number forty-two in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the answer to the question of life. What is that? The number 42. Well, why is it the answer to the question? Don't ask. It just says. <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with that? Because this is our 42nd episode. Well, I know, but... And, and Rainbow Six Siege implementing reverse friendly fire is the answer... To everything. To team killing. It's it's literally the answer to everything. So it, do you know how is, it works? Like... I assume so. I assume if you shoot your teammate, you take the damage. At, well, the first time you do it, it, it's fine because it's considered like, you know, it can happen. Yeah. And then after a certain point, like whether if you've killed somebody yeah. after that, yeah, you take the damage instead of them. Thank God. Why is that game so filled with griefers? I, I've I heard it has no a lot. Idea. Oh, absolutely. Is it because you think you just because you die so quick that it's so easy to just be like, screw you and end your round? I don't know. It's just. You know, like, I think people get a little bit bored, so they want to create a little chaos. <laughs> I think it's because, A, it's round-based. So, you know, if you killed your teammate, yeah, yeah, they're done. Not having a respawn is a big yeah. part of it. 
And and uh, I think the other thing is because you can do it so quickly and easily. Yeah. It's not like it takes a lot well, of effort. I mean, think you shoot them in the head once, right? Think They're of done. like Counter Strike, except much more casual than Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, you know, this is just where you're gonna wind up. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when I played Siege the beta? My only experience with the game. I just remember you getting killed from like every angle. <laughs> oh, not, not that. <laughs> that too. But um, I, I was still trying to figure out how the game worked. I didn't know how, how it played yet. <clears throat> and so me and this other guy are on opposite sides of a window. And somebody comes... An enemy comes jumping through the window that we're on the opposite sides of. So I try to shoot the guy. And I shoot directly across, miss. Of course I hit the guy on my team <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> and like there's like there's like two three seconds of, of silence and it's this French like French <laughs> accent guy and, and he call, he calls me out like whatever my name was it's like I think it was like Ryo GCH at the time yeah. he's like Ryo I don't know if anybody told you but the objective of this game is to kill the other team <laughs> and he got like so in a so, thick so, French accent yeah yeah, I know. He, like he started so calmly, and then he like ramped it up perfectly. I love when you miss and you shoot through a wall, and then you end up killing your teammate by shooting yeah, through the wall. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I just, I, I know. See, I watch plays from it, and I can see why it's a good game. Yeah, I, it's just not my thing. I do think this is a good idea, though. Like, yeah, and I'm I mean, glad they just unapologetically when I read did that, it. Like, this is what we're doing. To fix when I read that, I was like, how did it? How has like nobody ever thought right? Of this that's what before. I thought. Like, it's bold. <laughs> it's just, like, just out of nowhere, like. This is it's, how we're it, fixing it. It literally must be the answer to life because this is just an incredible idea that... How has no one thought of this before? Time for some Godspeed stories. So, uh, Mike Bithel is directing John Wick Hex, which is a tactical, cell-shaded game. I love John Wick. I have no idea if I'll play this game. Looks pretty decent. Mike Bithel's really good. He's the guy who made uh, Thomas Was Alone uh-huh. and Volume. So... I am. A, he's a legit designer. I like him, so I, I do have my eye on this. Medieval is coming out for PS4 this October. The remake. Did you ever play the original? I love the original. No, I never played. But this is one of those ones that I look at too, and I'm like, "Who's this for?" Yeah, because does it make sense in the? I don't know. I, I don't know what it does because I loved the original. I really did. I played the heck out of it. I'm not buying it. So who is? You know, like, yeah. I don't think kids are going to care. Yeah, there's certain games where it's like, man, I loved that game back in the day. But if they remade it now, I'd I don't want like, it. Yeah, like, I'm glad to see it getting that. new life. I really yeah. am. Like, I'm glad to see this game being remembered and remade. That's great. I'm almost scared to go back. But, it's yeah, like, yeah. Know, leave, leave my memories. Yeah, the sometimes are. that's the way it is. Like, if they made, remade Digimon World 1. <laughs> and you realize how terrible yeah. it was the whole time. Yeah. So Riverbond got announced. It's a, coming this summer. It's a pixelated hack and slash dungeon crawler. Um, this looks decent. It's got like all these crossover skins. So like the main character from Psychonauts is in it. The main character from like all these other gaming franchises wow. are in it. I think Hollow Knight is in it. And it looks decent. Your favorite game, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, launches September 6th for 40 bucks. Or it's being bundled with Monster Hunter World for the full $60. I take it you're not going back? I'm not even speaking about this game. <laughs> well, your, your cat friend wasn't enough to, <laughs> to pull you in. And Dauntless, which I've talked about a lot, it's a Monster Hunter-esque clone, finally comes out of Alpha or Beta or whatever state it's in. 
uh, May 21st, so really soon. It comes to console, and uh, it's on the Epic Games Store on PC. So I, I seriously recommend checking it out. It's a good game. It's it's more it's more casual than Monster Hunter. So uh, check it out. It's time for Spotlight. What do you got this week? This week I got the Apple Watch Series Four. I'd say you didn't have a one yeah. before, did you? No, I just bought it. What do you think? Um, well, it's kind of four. Is that the newest one? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a four hundred dollar waste of money, but um, no, actually, it's uh, it, if you are the type that plays on your phone way too much, like me, I suggest getting an Apple Watch because this really does. It, it, it makes you just sort of forget about your phone. Yeah. It is really incredible the way, because at first, you know, when I first got it, when I was playing with it in the store, I was like, well, it doesn't really do that much. Anything. It really doesn't do that much. But if you do play with your phone too much, like if you're just always like checking stuff, checking for notifications, checking this or that, this will help you. This It really will. Because you can just check all that stuff at almost a glance, and then you, have, you, you, you have feel to be like an you've done that. User though, right? What's that? You're, it's for iPhone users. Yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's there's like you know Galaxy Gear or whatever, but um, yeah, I've been impressed with the way this little thing, even though it seems like it's not doing anything, yeah, has decreased my use of my phone. Like just picking my phone out of my pocket almost feels weird to me. Just, <laughs> Because I just do everything from the watch now. So, this is the future. You're looking at the future. No, the future is now. It's on my wrist. Um, so, for me... So, <laughs> I don't know why I thought this would be a good idea, what I did. Oh, God. I, that, that big update for Sea of Thieves came out. where And they put in that arena mode, which is basically just PvP. Like, it puts you and a bunch of other ships close together. And it's like a 20-minute match fighting it out, competing for various things. So I, I thought I would check it out. I had it installed anyway. So I fired it up. And, you know, this is a game that I really want to like, but I just can't. It, yeah. I, I play it, and I'm like, there's nothing here. Like, even I know they've added a lot of content, and it's probably improved. But, like, I literally played the game for ten minutes. I jumped out of the ship after we roamed around one trying to steer this freaking ship for 10 minutes accomplishing nothing i jumped out i got bit by a shark and then i got on land and i got bit by a cobra and i just died like that was that was my sea of thieves experience <laughs> so i'm like all right like i yeah and, and i heard the whole time proximity chat i can hear these 10 year old kids yelling in in the background like, you know, yeah what go to the brig go to the brig yeah. turn put up the sails yeah. And I'm just like, I, I, I want to like it. I think Rare kind of was onto something because I hear a lot of kids enjoying it. Uh huh. But I, there's just not any depth. You're just too old, Grant. I am You're too old I to am. get it. Sea of Thieves is not for me. I am really interested though. Like, this gives me hope that that Rare can still do swing it. the bat, yeah. and I really want to see what they do next yeah. because. Banjo Kazooie. I, I I hope I hope it's not another game as a service or I, Viva I, Viva Pinata. I think that that's that's kind of what has has them what made this a miss more than anything is that it's a game as a service without much there. Like yeah. I, I hope they can make a more tighter, you know, 
experience. It, yeah, for me, it sort of feels like Minecraft. Yeah, it almost is. Like it, like it wants to be like Minecraft, you know, sandbox. Yeah, yeah. All right, time for some nerd stuff and Winter is Coming, which has just been dominating the podcast yeah. for the last few episodes because we're kind of in a weird lull before E3 here. We're not a lot of stuff getting announced and, you know, but within uh, a few oh, episodes yeah. here, we're going to have to do our predictions for E3 because it's literally almost here, which I can't believe. Yeah, I know. It's got to be almost like exactly a month away. It's less than a month. Wow. So, Can you believe it? It, doesn't, it does not feel like that. So we, we're like in another two episodes, we're going to have to do our predictions. Of course, it's going to be a small E3. I don't know, though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be Microsoft gonna go Microsoft, big. and the third-party crew. See, and you know what? I got, thinking, of, I got thinking about this, and I, I don't... Well, and Nintendo. Nintendo I don't will think that this will happen. But if you're a third-party... Because before, if you wanted to be on the big stages, you could go to Sony or you could go to Microsoft. Yeah. Now, they have to go to Microsoft. And I really hope that the Xbox conference isn't dominated by third-party third party trash. Because... Yeah. Well, you're going to see EA there. I'll know that. I know that. Well, EA has their own conference, too, though. Yeah. But they always show Ubisoft up has their own conference. They always show up at Microsoft. I'm positive. Whatever Call, so, Call of Duty... It's going to have their own event this year. Because Activision doesn't have their own thing. Yeah. But they're having what they're calling... What's like the difference? Activision Arena or something What's the like difference if, if only Call of Duty shows up or Activision? Yeah, yeah. At this point... <laughs> well, well Destiny. Yeah. Destiny, which that's not them anymore. Yeah, though. exactly. I'm sure so. Destiny will... Well, because Destiny is affiliated with Sony normally. Yeah. So... Could it, could the Betrayal ton too? Betrayal. <laughs> Do you, do you remember when Final Fantasy came to Xbox? Like, yeah. that was like, <laughs> And then, like, nobody, nobody really cared in Which the Which is funny because it going to PlayStation was a huge betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Because it used to be a Nintendo yeah. franchise. Yeah. But. I remember that was just... And then, like, in the end, nobody really cared. Like, yeah. it didn't really succeed on Xbox. Like, do you remember when Nintendo got Crystal Chronicles? It was a huge deal yeah. because... Oh, yeah. Because Nintendo really took it personal when, yeah. when they went to PlayStation. Yeah. Nintendo really took it as a, a, a major a slight. Yeah. And there was there was really bad blood there for many years until... Well, and just to have an exclusive Final Fantasy title at the time was huge. Yeah. And now, it's like, who really even cares? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk... Let's start with uh, Watchmen. Yeah. You watched the trailer. Tick-tock. What do you make Tick-tock. of this? Talk. Well, first of all, what is the, this about? I can't tell. Yeah, that's what I was gonna go straight to is the producer slash director. I don't know one of them, whoever's in charge over there. They said that it is a reimagining of Watchmen, not or, or, or I think it said they said a remix to be exact. Hmm. Supposedly not a sequel, not a prequel, a reimagining or remix. Because there seems to be this army of Rorschach. Yeah. Now everyone online is saying that's that's a bunch of BS and they're just trying to throw us off. Yeah, and this is actually a sequel because every when you look at it, everything seems to be a sequel. Yeah. to the original because um, you know there is an army of Rorschachs. Um, so seem people seem to kind of be the villains. People, but I'm not. Positive. Yeah, well, people speculate that maybe his his 
war journal or whatever you want to call well, it. Well, yeah. Well, wasn't at the end, didn't all of his notes like get published? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, they got so sent to people a are speculating that this is sort of the fallout of that. You That's know. what I assume. People read his, his notes yeah. and, and, you know, formed this whatever, Militia. clandestine, yeah. whatever it is. And uh, you look at the, um, God, I can't say his name anymore, Ozzy Mandis or whatever his yeah. name was. Um, and he's much older, obviously. Is uh, that him? Played by Jeremy Irons. Is that him? Yeah. I didn't know if it was him for yeah. sure. And he obviously he's obviously much older than yeah, he was, yeah. you know, like in the movie or the comic book. What was the blue guy? Is it Dr. Manhattan? Yep. Um, he's obviously not going to be in it. Well, he could show up at some point. Yeah, that could be a guess, twist. But, um, the comedian's not going to be in it, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if it is a sequel, if it's a reimagining, yeah, then who yeah. knows? I love the comedian. He was such a great character. Yeah. I mean, they did a pretty good job of cat capturing sort of the the feel of it I think and the movie or the show yeah I just can't tell though like watching the trailer I'm like is this something I'm gonna wanna watch or is this something I'm gonna be like I don't wanna touch this with a 10 foot pole yeah because when you're when you're dabbling with a property that prominent it could go either way you yeah. know like like the Cowboy Bebop series you know like same thing like this might be something I want to watch, or I'm going to want to kill it with oh, fire. Oh, wait. You know, I saw your wife's post on Cowboy Bebop. How they they said that I isn't synonymous with a corgi. Yeah. Is that Bowl. is that real? I don't know. Are, are they... I don't know. Did they really cast a husky? <laughs> I don't know. If that's true, I, I'm literally not going to watch uh, just on that alone. I'd be like, I, I, I feel like if watch. that is real... If I is anything other than a corgi... If, if I is anything other than a corgi, I'm literally not going to Why gonna, would they do that? I don't care if it's the best show ever. They would just be spitting in the face of the fans. <laughs> exactly. Which yeah, is exactly what the Game of Thrones show writers are doing. But... Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Watchmen's so. this fall, I believe. Yeah. So I probably will give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that I have, no idea, I have no idea what the hell it's is going different. on. So it's hard to pass judgment on it. And I, even still, like when they, because um, DC brought Watchmen into continuity. Yeah. Like that almost I made wish, me want to read. See, now I, I'm almost the opposite. I'm like, oh man, I wish they did Well, same thing with me, but because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this could be a disaster, yeah. but it almost made me want to read I it. I wish they didn't do that. Um, I just sort of like it being its own thing. Yeah. Um, but, you well, know, everything's funny. supposed to be, you know, MCU effect. I still have the days. comics sitting on my bookshelf, and I, I look over from time to time, and I always pick that book out yeah. above all others. I, you know, like, I just, I notice it, and I always think to myself, I'm going to read that again. And I just <laughs> never, never do. I never do, but eventually I'm going to read it again because <laughs> it's such a good book. And, and see, this is one of those things, like, Irma never read it. Irma never watched the first movie. Yeah. So I have this feeling like, you know, this show is going to suck. And I'm going to introduce her to it. Yeah. And she's going to be like, why does anybody like this? You know? <laughs> like, we'll see. Yeah. So the trailer for It Chapter 2 came out. Did you watch the first no, one? No, I, I, I watched the first one. I didn't see this trailer, though. The first one I thought was pretty good. I, yeah, I, I liked it. For some reason, for me, that, like, kid formula... The, the, like the group of like works teenage, every time yes. doesn't matter what never it misses. is never doesn't misses. matter what it is it just um, it works it, it does you, you talk about Goonies Stranger <laughs> Things Dark It but you gotta you gotta say like in the 80s yeah yeah or the 70s I, I think it's just cause like is it like a personal connection for us I don't know I mean, we weren't alive in the 70s or 80s but, but well we were well, we were the alive 80s. in the 80s but we were only three yeah yeah at most but I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm not a big horror guy, but I really liked the first one. I there was there was parts that 
I don't know, like when the kid gets his arm bit off. I yeah. Feel, I truly felt bad for that Yeah, kid. I, I mean, kind of like, oh, I don't It's really funny. Do I was watching it, and I was like, oh, this ain't that bad, really. And yeah. then it got to the part where they bite the kid's arm off, or, you know, in the beginning when they eat that other kid. Or is that when he gets his arm bit off? I can't remember. Yeah, that's the same thing. Uh, and I was like, whoa. You know? Like, yeah. He's just a little kid. It's funny, because, like, yeah, it's almost very uneven in a way, because... Like, that is just so violent. Yeah. And the rest of the movie actually isn't that bad. No, not really. Until, like, about the very end. Yeah. And uh, so I was really surprised at how uneven it was. Because when it started off that way, I was like, oh, geez, do I even want to watch this? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, Me too. I'm not, I'm not like, scared, oh, but, like, I don't know. I don't want to watch kids get yeah, minced yeah, and yeah. sliced and diced. Um, I ended up liking so, it, though. Yeah. There was, um, have you read, like... Did you watch the first one or did you ever read it? Do you know what happens? I watched it. I mean, like the first. I mean, like the first original. Oh, the movies. original. No, yeah. no, I don't think I ever did. I I didn't watch the movies. I kind. Of, I at one point I read the Wikipedia about like what happens, but yeah. they could change it for the movie because we'll we'll see. I don't really remember most of it. So Irma loves horror movies. So whenever there's one that I think looks good, I'm kind of like, oh, thank God, because we can go to this one. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. Honestly, I can't remember too much. I can't remember. Yeah, I just one of those movies you kind of just sit there and. Yeah, but I enjoyed it while I was yeah. watching it. But I, I can't even remember how they beat him in the end. Um. I don't remember. Either. Oh, but the, you know this, they, this. They don't they learn his name? I feel like we gotta we gotta mention the. Did you see the story about? Um, the did he, uh, Detective Pikachu up in Canada uh-uh. where they. I'm still not sure what happened. They either played trailers for horror movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or they played an actual horror movie instead on accident or something. And, like, all the little kids saw it and were, like, freaking out. No, it must have been a trailer because it was was the trailer for that new um, Annabelle movie. Oh, jeez. And I guess in the trailer, like, a mother is, like, drowning her child. (laughs) And of course, you know, like in a theater full of children, children. this was like yeah, yeah. pure nightmare fuel. Yeah. So, you know, like I, I don't know, it's just funny. Um, so, Michael Rooker got cast as King Shark in the Suicide Squad. Do you know who King Shark is? Yeah. I'm surprised that there is both a, a Killer Croc and a King Shark in the yep. same universe. Yep. And, uh, is Killer Shark I mean, cool? Uh, is it literally King, a, car- I mean, a King Shark? shark? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's Just, got like a shark head and everything. How are they gonna do that? I have no idea. That's a, that's exactly what I was. It thinking. is James Gunn though. So I mean, you know, there's there's different options they could do. They could do like the lame old Hollywood style where he's King Shark, but he's mostly human. Yeah, I hope they don't. Do and they put like maybe like gills. On I the hope side they of his don't do that. Because um, James Gunn seems seems to be the type that will be like. No, we're doing like a show. Yeah, I kind of hope they do like a full-size yeah. talking shark. Yeah. That's what he is. Um, do you remember that show, uh, Street Shark? Oh, I love that show. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I, I do you have a Street Shark? This is this is no joke. I had a repeated dream as a child <laughs> that I was a Street Shark. And every time... Listen to this. This is the most bizarre thing. Every time I ended up laying under a pickup truck <laughs> and getting riddled with bullets. What? Yes. And I okay. survived. You know what's funny time. is... I, my one of my worst memories is also strangely attached to street sharks, and <laughs> I wasn't really scared though. That um, was the thing. It was just always like whatever. Yeah. Well, when I, and this actually happened when I was a kid. They, you know, like 
I think it started off as toys first, right? They were toys. I first. had an action figure. I know. Yeah. Well, I was at like Kmart, and I saw one of the Street Shark toys on the shelf, and my mom said no, and I just I lost it. Like <laughs> I lost it, screaming, shouting right, right in the middle of Kmart, and I just refused to you stop. Like wearing like the same coat almost. Yeah, I refused to stop until she got me that street shark. She she did end up giving me a street shark, and I I felt I still feel bad about it to this day. And well, I was probably only like I don't know, five back yeah. then, but still feel bad about it to this day. Bring that property back. Of all, you know, we're we're creatively bankrupt, but no one will bring back street <laughs> sharks. That that was quintessential nineties. Yeah, I think, street for sharks. real. I feel like not a lot of people will remember that though. No. Did you know there's a Matrix reboot in development? No. No, you do. Do you want it? That everybody who I saw talking about this was like, "Burn it! Don't let it come!" Yeah. Like, I mean, in a way, in a way, I kind of want to see what they do because they obviously screwed up the other one so yeah. bad. Like see, the first movie had a lot of promise, and then it just went completely. I didn't off the feel rail. that way so much. Like, I, I get like it got a little wonky or whatever. I didn't mind it, especially for the time. I thought yeah. like these are good movies. Like, well, I I liked everything about it except for the whole cave stuff. The, I don't even remember the that. cave rave party. I don't remember that. Oh my god, I hated that so much. What was that? You don't remember the cave rave party? No. I think it's in the second one. No, and it's probably in the third one too. I don't remember. When they leave, when they jack out of the matrix and they they walk around in the real world. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like a cave. And it's they have like this rave party. I thought they're in a ship. No, it's like a cave, and it's stupid. (laughs) I guess I don't remember enough about the sequels. Maybe that's why everybody. Maybe I need to rewatch them. Yeah. All I remember is like Neo going blind, and uh, you know he could see like everybody through code. Like you know, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. that's all I remember. And the only other one I can Trinity remember. Trinity the, the only part, the other part I can remember is when they go visit the devil. Don't remember that either. And he's like that classy French guy. And he's got the the wife who wears like that white dress. And, I, apparently my memory's just not good. And he... Um, you were he's, pretty young too. He's, he's eating cake and he's talking about this other girl that he, he obviously has a thing for. And, you know, he makes the other girl... Um, very excited. You know, I'm trying to think of how PG we're going to keep this show. <laughs> and his wife gets angry and, you know, ends up helping Neo and them. Because I think because I vaguely of, recall. You know, he's, he's talking about cause and effect and this and that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only other scene I remember. But I, I heard the Wachowskis are not involved in this reboot. Who were the creators surprised. of the original? What have they done? They did Speed Racer. But I wonder in what way would they change it? Like, well, I don't know if it's going to be sequels or just like spinoffs or like when they say, because reboot can mean a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't mean a remake. It could yeah. be like, hey, new stories in the Matrix universe. That's true. You're right. We're I rebooting mean, the It doesn't franchise. necessarily mean remake. Yeah. I, I took it to mean remake. It can be. Yeah. But but if they did do the remake, I just wonder like, what, what would you bring to the table? That you would need to remake it. Yeah, than, that's what I mean. I feel like it's got to be new stories or just, something. Just get rid of the cave stuff, please, for the love of God. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the games coming out this week before we move into Game of Thrones. We've got Darkwood, A Plague Tale, Innocence, Rage 2, Rock of Ages 2, Technosphere Reload, 
Bubsy, talk about a throwback. Wow. Pause of Fire, Castlevania Anniversary Collection, Dark Future, Blood Red States, Project Nimbus, Tabletop Gods. I'm sure that's going to be great. Oh, yeah. And three Guilty Gear games come out between the Switch and the PS4. It'll be the number one seller at Jupiter Games. What? Tabletop, Tabletop Gods. Gods? Is that still there? I don't know. I think they moved. <laughs> I think they are still. Number one seller there, though, I guarantee you. All right. So, time for winter has come. Winter. Our really, Game of Thrones. Winter came and went in one episode. But it did. <laughs> and winter is gone. <laughs> uh, so, we, should we start with just our analysis of this past episode? You know, today I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, should I type something up so that it's just <laughs> A dissertation? Not, yeah, like, just so it, it's not a an incoherent rant like the last two episodes. No, I, was, I don't think we're incoherent. I think but, we made a lot of good points. Um, yeah, I mean... Let, let, yeah, let's just give our opinions. Let's start there. Yeah. Um, um, do you want to go first? Yeah. So first of all, as a single episode of television, I didn't hate this episode. No, me neither. I, I thought that overall it wasn't a terrible episode. Again, the problems with the episode, everything unravels when you realize it's in continuity with everything else. Mm-hmm. Um and it goes back to everything we've been saying the the lack of build up uh, unsatisfying storytelling inconsistent character arcs um, and, and just things that just flat out don't make even make sense like it's almost like they forgot things you know like Danny going mad I've been saying this since the beginning and everybody overlooked it oh no Khaleesi's so badass and blah 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 <laughs> I'm like well look at her you know, and, and people are still arguing right now. Well, this doesn't fit. This doesn't make sense for her character. Her father was the Mad King. She's in the Matrix. Her brother was a nut job. Um, her brother that she starts to show off with. Yeah. She's literally. She becomes part of the Dothraki, yeah. who are a very brutal. Everybody forgets the Dothraki. Like everybody thinks highly of like Khal Drogo and stuff as a character, but they were a murdering, raping culture. You ever like the opening scenes with them when yeah. they're like dueling and like cutting each other's guts out yep. and like they they're barbarians. A Dothraki wedding is considered boring. Yes, there's three yes, deaths. Yes, and um, you know this is who she is, and she's constantly performed acts of cruelty throughout the whole series. Yep. But for most of the series, it's easy to sit there and say, "Well, you know, those were slavers, so you know you don't feel too bad for them." And yeah. you okay, um, but you can still see that she has a definite like sadistic streak in her. Yeah, they they did. I mean, they did lay that groundwork. I'll, yeah, I will grant them. They they laid the groundwork. Well, but, George did basically. But, but and here's the big but is there, she she had that streak in her. But for me, the issue is. What, the way in which she went over the edge. Right, right. And I think it's that's that where you're getting all of a sudden it becomes to. forced. It's, yeah. Okay, now she's the Mad Queen. Uh, yes. Uh, and, and, and the thing that set, apparently set her off is the bells, which nobody can make any yeah. sense of. Well, I mean, getting back to to what set her over the edge, it's the way they did it. You know, they, they, they just killed Jorah. They kill Missandei, and the way they did those kill deaths, another one of her dragons kill, out of the blue. Oh, yeah, all of them. All, cheaply, all of those were just horribly, horribly yeah. 
done and rushed. Yeah. Like, they were so on top of each other. Yeah. That it was... It episode was like, 3, Jorah dies. Yeah. Episode it's 4, like, well, the dragon course. dies. Episode 4, yeah. Masande dies. And, and it's like, of course, we see where this is going. In the span of two hours, and it's just she unravels. Yeah, and we, we all saw where it was, it was leading to. And... That for me is why it's just unearned. Yeah, they, they, it's not satisfying. It, it doesn't feel organic. Yeah, like we we saw where you were going with this. That's the thing is like, because I've been waiting for this to happen for so long. Because I wanted all these huge Danny fans. Because I've been telling them, no, no, you're not supposed to like her. You're not supposed yeah. to like her. So I wanted to see this moment, and and it ha- and I did. I did enjoy it. Like, yeah, me too. But it's, like you said, it just feels unearned. Yeah, and that's and that's sad because. Like we've been saying, they've actually laid the groundwork for those from the very beginning. Oh yeah, and it's it's just a little sad that they they screwed up the execution right at the very end. Yeah, like, literally right at the very end. If they had if they had killed Jorah, like at the end of last season. Yeah, or even mid season seven, and then you know Missandei gets kidnapped and she spends several episodes with Cersei and then you know Cersei well, cuts her head off you know and I, and I saw okay I could see that I, I could saw buy that. somebody else say like how much more believable would it have been if let's say Danny, you know they're surrendering just just like it went, went. Yeah. they're surrendering the bells are ringing and then from the Red Keep Cersei pulls out Missandei and and beheads her right then and there. Yeah. And and then I would believe it, it becomes believable. Right. Her right. her her reaction in that moment is, screw it, I'm gonna kill you all because it's in the moment. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, then that's slightly more believable. This yeah. is literally the whole battle's won. She's just sitting there, the bells ring, and all of a sudden she just, I'm gonna start burning women well, and children. I think I think like where, <laughs> it, it like it just doesn't add up. Well, I, I I think in that moment it does, she's, but she's, it doesn't. Yeah, I think it would have been better to kill Masande in that moment yeah. because essentially she was thinking about that when she looked at the Red Keep. Yeah, and you you didn't really know this until after the episode yeah. when they explained their thinking on it. And to me, that's that's a sign of a failure because I didn't know like why did yeah. she do it? Like I didn't yeah. get it. But well, when they explain thinking, it, I'm going to talk about it later. Their thinking has been so flawed lately. Yeah, and they, they, their thinking was is that when she looked at the Red Keep, she, she thought about all the, the suffering it's actually brought her and her yeah. family. And, you know, she just How she are lost you supposed it. to know that as the viewer? Exactly. And it's, I mean, I guess you're supposed to pick up on that given no just, one just, just the history no of her character. Because, like, the Red Keep has essentially killed all of her family. Yeah. Killed all, you know, killed... I mean, it didn't actually kill Jorah, but... Except she still has family alive, John, who, yeah. who she but has... He, and then it was very subtle. He did he did basically reject say, her. We're, yeah, we're done. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you're my queen, but I don't... You know, we're not like that anymore. Um, so... You know, I heard people saying, too, online that, you know... Had had he continued with his relationship with her, she would have been okay. And John really screwed up. This is John's John screwed fault. it up again. And I was like, no, this is not John's fault, for God's sakes. And uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Some of the other stuff that really bothered me. I mean, I think my biggest thing from this episode is just the way that Jamie, Jamie's character arc, literally went nowhere in the show. Like. It went nowhere. Like, it ended... 
he he accomplished nothing during the course of the series, like because he he didn't go anywhere, like yeah. And this is not what's supposed to happen in the books. It, it's believed that by the end of basically by the start of Winds of Winter, Xerxes not even going to be in power anymore. And I see this is where I think because there's another this fake Targaryen is coming to take King's Landing. Yeah. And in the books, it's expected that Danny's actually going to have to seize King's Landing from this fake Targaryen, yeah. and which is going to make her madness appear even crazier because, well, she's killing her own family, and you know. Yeah. But that's when I think of Cersei's arc, and you know the way the show has, basically, they left all of their characters in the same spots they're at, where George leaves them in the fifth book. They don't go anywhere. Yeah, you know, Cersei falls from power. She has the walk of shame. Well, the show didn't know what to do, so they stuck her back in power, and that's why you know I heard a lot of people at work saying, "Oh, I didn't really, I didn't like the way Cersei died. I, I really wanted her to be punished for what she did." And I'm like, "Well, she was punished three seasons ago, but the show kind of yeah. ripped us off, stuck her back in power, yeah, and then you know so." it's like trying to beat home the same nail twice you know like hitting the same nail twice like yeah she fell from grace but then she just got right back up and was fine and yeah and I think that's what Bob I can see the show writers I can see these morons sitting in the writers room we're gonna have the the red keep collapse on on Xerxes and Jamie and that's gonna be symbolic because the whole red keep was what killed them you know let me let me ask you about that um the prophecy was wasn't the prophecy that she would be she would die with uh, her little brother's hands around her neck. Yes. So, or it might have been like that he would choke the life from you or something. I don't. But yeah, essentially. Oh, okay. See, um, if I thought it was, you have it to was, Google it. Yeah, I'll have to Google it. Because if it was, he dies with his hands around your neck. I mean, Jamie was like clutching her, you know, with yeah. his hands around yeah. her neck. Yeah. You know, obviously he didn't he didn't kill her. Um, so I was trying to decide, was that the prophecy that his hands were on her neck? That's the lamest or, prophecy of all time. Or or the other thing is is that it's in a language where it doesn't really specify yeah. gender. Yeah. So was it just Danny being the little sister, you know, killing her? I, you know, speaking of little sisters, what a bunch of crap. <laughs> Arya and the Hound show up at King's Landing. <laughs> Apparently, the whole way down, they never talked because yeah. when they go to when they go to do what yeah. they're gonna do, yeah, that's a good point. The Hound just goes, ah, you know, and, what? and then she why, goes, yeah, why, you're why right. Why did I bring you this whole? Way? Right, right. Apparently, the whole way they never talked yeah. about it. If the Hound was gonna tell her not to come, well, why do they wait till right there? But then again, he does have that moment, and to me, this honestly, thank God. The best part of this entire show, and the entire series really, is the Hound. I don't know about that. By far, by far, the best and, part. But see, is the hound. here's another, here's another thing. That and I he does stop her, and he says, you know, if you go any farther, and he put his hand on her, and he well, said, look at me. I know? think, and, I think the best, the best thing for me was Arya saying, "Thank you, Sandor." Like, yeah. Because she finally another human moment for Arya. Yeah, she finally called finally. him by his name. Yes, like I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see him even if he was thinking it on the road down. I could see him being like, okay, well I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna see if she actually will go in there with me. And yeah. if she does, then I'm gonna stop her and I'm gonna say like, you know, like whatever. 
And I guess I have two two that and 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 for the hound, you know, showing emotion is is a hard thing. A few other things to say about that whole scenario. Clegane Bowl was so hyped up, you know, by everybody. Um and I felt much more emotion to the hound's first death than this one. This one I was just kinda like, okay. Yeah. Like Yep, okay. When, yeah. when, when Brienne and the Hound were fighting, and I felt bad for him. Like, yeah. I felt really bad when he was left there with, you know, like, just broken. You're assuming he don't know if he's dead. I felt really bad for him. This time I'm like, you know, and they had these moments where it sounded like he was, like, almost, like, crying, which was so out of character for him. Like, he suddenly kept going, he kept having these really, ugh, like, that weren't very, like, houndish. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it, it was strangely... I felt like it was out of a un- different movie. It was slightly like unsatisfying a, in a way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to me, it sort of goes back to there's <clears throat> there's only two tragedies, wanting something and getting it. Yeah, right. Right. Like, it was never going to be able to live up to, no. to the hype. No, you're right. Um, I hated when when the mountain picked up the hound and was trying to gouge his eyes again. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I, for is, a second, I was like, I oh, God, it. they're not going to pop his head again. Well, that's what I... I, I I was just like, why are they doing that same thing? You know, yeah. like, leave his freaking eyes alone. I mean, yeah. for those of you who don't know, I only have one <laughs> eye, so when well, I see stuff like that. Well, how that, about the hound's response to that, which was to stab him in the eye? That almost looked like something like the center of the no, head. No, I'm pretty eye, sure it caught him in the other eye. But um, that didn't bother me so much, but just, like, Arya literally went all the way down there for not literally for nothing like she gets all the way there and yeah something this is driving me insane i heard because these writers are so terrible and they have now set a precedent for stupid out of context stuff being meaningful and i'm talking about the you will kill blue eyes and green eyes blah 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 uh-huh. everybody at work was talking about well aria's got to kill somebody with green eyes next episode who's that going to be I'm like, no, no, no. She no. has already killed people with every color eyes. Yeah. That's not important. And, but but they've that built was a it, total wreck. They built it up be, like it, it was a meaningful prophecy. Yeah. And and I'm just like, no, no. And because my one the one my one coworker's like, well, I think Xerxes still alive, and Arya's still gonna get her. I'm like, no, she, she's dead. I think she's. Dead. And and they're like, well, what's gonna happen with Arya? And I was like, that was her ending. She's gonna ride off into the. Into the sunset. That's it. Oh. You're not going to see her again. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens next episode. I don't think they'll let her kill Daenerys. I, I don't think, I think, I she's, think she's done. I, I think you're right. I think she's probably done. I, 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 that. I was trying to figure out what was the significance of the white horse, though. Uh, isn't there some, like, quote in the Bible, like, and, oh, the, and there appeared like, a pale horse and upon yeah. that was death or something like that? Yeah. Um, I heard a hilarious... But then if she's on it, then she's considered death. I, I read a hilarious theory that said that the horse was actually Serio, who was actually Jack and Hagar, <laughs> who has now <laughs> appeared to save <laughs> save her once again as a horse. Uh, um, but yeah, Arya literally re- came down there for nothing. Wait, was that the horse that Sansa got from, from Joffrey? Was that, is that what it was? No. Oh. See, I was trying to figure out if this was a callback. To... No, I think I think it was just supposed to be like a symbolic. Uh, you know, actually, I think I'm thinking of the horse that Daenerys got from Drogo. Drogo. Yeah, because that was a white horse, wasn't it? No. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But 
literally Arya was put there just so they could have a character running through the streets. Yeah. Which I was fine with yeah. that part. Like, they I mean, showed for, what was for, happening. For a, well, let's how just terrifying say this. it was. For a TV show, that was spectacular. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've never seen TV like that. That oh. was a full-scale movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and that was a summer blockbuster movie. It, it's, it's funny because, you know, like, all this has happened... You know, they built up this point, well, oh, her army's been depleted and blah, 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 blah. This was the most one-sided destruction of all time. She literally could have just went to King's Landing before she went to Winterfell. Yeah. Totally won the throne, then gone to Winterfell. Yeah. And... You know, I keep hearing... I heard someone literally use, word for word, the, the description I had of it, which was, I feel like we're watching... A kid write his write his entire research paper the night before. It's yes, like, like that's all I can think of and when I watch the show this season. This this is I put this specifically on our agenda as something to think of, and this is driving me insane. That they took extra time for this final season. Not only did they make it six episodes, so they yeah. cut down the number of episodes. They took an extra what year. Or an extra yeah. six months yeah. to make like when I hear that it's blows like, my mind. Blows like, my and mind. And this I mean, is it must have been all in the production. Well, and that's what this insider. Not a lot of people have reported this. An insider posted something and then deleted it shortly thereafter. That said the production was sheer chaos. He said that uh, the the, act, the actors never had the the, re, the scripts were being rewritten constantly during production. So while they're making it. They didn't even have like like normally they have storyboards which give the actors context like this will ha- has, is what has led to this this is what's going to come of this so they know like what how the significance of this scene well, how you know, what how's it fit into the story yeah. you know, all this stuff they didn't have those so so they literally had like well Euron kills the dragon well why how's it happening what's yeah, going on well, there is no why they don't know so and you could tell that that's what happened yeah. when you watch it it's like well it just happened I mean that's the only why. the only other the only other scenario I can give you that it feels like is is like when when your father was telling you a bedtime story and then he had to go suddenly so yeah. he just gives you like the the high and, points of the story and the and then runs out and the, the wood, woodsman marries the maid and it's all over yeah yeah they exactly. live happily ever like, after it, it seriously feels like this is like a 250 million dollar version of that yeah like yeah they're just like okay here's right. here's the, the high points and we're gonna get out of here yeah like like the battles and stuff are still incredible yeah you know and it, I mean I've like, said it before I'm on board with a lot of these yes, ideas I am yes. on board but the way they packaged it going and the way they've sold it yeah I am totally on board with that and I and it's just it kills me because like I'm looking at something that I know I should love yeah but they've screwed up the execution for whatever reason well, and two times, and so two here we times are. in the past week, a director said this, and then the show, the showrunners said a different thing. They got asked, you know, how did Danny get ambushed so bad by the Iron Fleet? You know, why did they not see the Iron Fleet? You know, and they literally said, Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. How do you forget you're at war? Well, like, uh, oh, like that. That was honestly one of the the parts the that I had stupidest the stupidest thing. The parts that I had the biggest problem with this episode. 
Their so, fleet was thrown so away in ten seconds. The, yeah, the Iron Fleet killed one of her dragons. Like you know, like they couldn't miss. They were like snipers. Did you not have you noticed that the Iron Fleet seems to be ten ships? Yeah, like they it's they, supposed to be thousands. They 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 were like snipers before. Yeah, couldn't they miss. hit three out of three shots. Yeah, couldn't miss. You know, dropped her her when she had two dragons. Yeah. dropped one instantly. Drogon's the biggest one. Now Thank there's you. only one. And all the ships combined can't hit them a single time. Not even a single time. And she destroys all of them. And then they have all the um, the other ones all along the castle. She destroys all of them. Doesn't get hit a single time. And then it was made worse for me. So Jamie's trying to find her way into the castle, right? Euron Greyjoy washes up on shore the exact second that Jamie Lannister walks through there. Just like. Masande just so happened to be the only prisoner and then they on took. top of it they had this terrible terrible fourth wall breaking shot where Euron is staring into straight into the camera I'm the man who killed Jamie yeah it was I'm yeah. like this doesn't even belong this is like yeah. Deadpool yeah I'm like this and is so terrible just it's just like Masande was the only prisoner that they fished out yeah. of sea I mean, think Somehow. of, think of the logic How did they even that. know who she was? Exactly. How did they even know? The Navy would have to know who she is. And then Cersei would have to know that the Navy had her. Right. I mean, it, it's just, it's so impossible, so stupid. Yeah. That, maybe Bran, the, the, the <laughs> communicated telepathic. Yeah, exactly. And, and now you look at the pieces that we have left for the final episode. Let's think about this for a minute. We have, we have Bran just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> Nothing like he's done like for the past three seasons. Yeah, at least you got um, Bron out there doing nothing. Doing nothing. You got Sansa out there also doing nothing. Scheming. Nope, just doing nothing. Like you know, like her biggest con- uh, contribution to this season was telling a secret that she yeah. she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. You know, like you have all these characters. Brienne. Brienne apparently crying in. Brienne doing nothing. Crying into her own. Which, seriously, not only was it terrible for Jamie's character yeah. to, to do nothing, they ripped off Brienne. Like, they cheapened Brienne's character to do this one story love story just to have Jamie yeah. turn around. He should have just knighted her, and that was that it. That was it. That was and, it. And, she, like I said, she could have had a confrontation with him when he's leaving, saying, you know, you're a better man than this, don't do it. That's a bit of been fine. I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at them for making Jamie go back to Cersei. I am, but I am a little bit mad that they had the whole Brienne thing, like that they had sex, and then he just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm out of here. Yeah, like that right. was just like, oh, well, then we never really needed. Jamie sex. turns on Cersei in like the fifth book, like for you can tell it's for good. Yeah, and and the show you, you could tell they didn't know where Jamie's supposed to go. Yeah. And, and he's involved in the league. Well, I sort of feel like Cersei was even more so than Jamie. Like, they didn't what, know where to go with what it. What the hell was the point of her character? Well, that, well, up through, that's <laughs> the thing. Up through the fifth season, she's she's perfect. Like, yeah. yeah. And the actress does an outstanding job. Yeah. And then that's what I'm saying. You could tell when you walk back, they don't know where any of these characters are supposed to go. Yeah. They know how their stories end. I mean, some of them at least. But, she was even a little bit. She was okay even after um, her youngest son, what's his name? Tommen. Yeah. Even after he died, for for about a half season or maybe even a full season, she was okay. I mean, she was obviously really crazy. 
but then after that, that was it. Like she was just, oh, she's just really crazy, no. and she doesn't even do anything for the next well, two seasons. I saw somebody <laughs> I mean, point that out. They said, you notice that the main threats of this season that they set up were the White Walkers and Xerxes. Neither one of them did a damn thing. Yeah, all season they literally yeah. just got rickrolled. Oh, and how about the Golden Company? It, well, and you know what was stupid about that? It was almost like an Easter egg. They said that I don't care that they didn't really have a story. Like that's fine. They yeah. were they were late coming. Yeah. They said there was 20,000 Golden Company members. Yep. Danny blows up that gate and the entire Golden Company is apparently dead. Yep. Like, 20,000 men? Do you know how many that is? Yeah. And I'm curious, how did she blow up that gate? Like, I don't I don't understand how... That, how, she, how did she blow it up? Like, I, I can see how she can light it on fire. Well, that's the thing. They seemed... In this episode, it seemed that dragon fire was not fire. It, it was, was like, like long lava. Yeah, it was like explosives. It, Disintegrates everything it touches. Well, I mean, they did. They did take the time to show that there was, you know, the green dragon fire, the um, wildfire, whatever, you know, still hitting yeah, yeah. around the city, which and that, I was that happy was to exploding. See. A nice touch, of yeah, detail. yeah, yeah. Um, but that wasn't what blew those gates open. So I, I like, I have no idea how she blew that gate open with just, you know, Dracarys. Um, and, you know, like. I, Basically, this is what this is what's going to happen in the finale. Tyr, you know, it's clearly been choreographed. Danny's going to going to try to execute Tyrion because yeah. he, he she said, you know, you don't betray me, me again. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he goes, let's let Jamie, Jamie go, yeah, and he yeah. even admits, like, yeah, I'm probably dead. She's going to try to execute Tyrion. She'll probably be like executing tons of people because she's killed literally women and children at this point. John's gonna have to kill her. Yeah. How they're going to pull that off, I don't know, because you've still got the unsullied who would be loyal to her till well, the end. Here's here's my thought is John's just gonna leave. He doesn't want the throne. I wonder if Drogon's gonna hit John with you know, dragon fire, and we're gonna find out that John doesn't burn either. I don't think so. Have you heard the controversy about that? No. That that's not that's that's literally incorrect. That, that she's not supposed to be immune to fire. Yeah. And that was one of the big things that book fans hate. Well... She's not supposed I, to be I immune to I don't really care one way or the other. But, um... You know, and the other thing I've been thinking about while you were just, you know, saying, like, here's what's going to happen next episode. If... If Daenerys is after Tyrion... Then Which seems like she's going to have to be. And given, given the situation, what could Bronn's character possibly do in the next episode? What could Bronn's character possibly do in the next episode? Why? Is he, are we going to even see him? I don't think so. Are we Who even cares? See him? Who cares? Exactly. He's <laughs> not significant. I mean, what, so what was the point of that whole, like, holdup? Like, there's just no point. He, he might come back, but again, yeah, it's just kind of pointless. And, I mean, yeah, maybe he comes back because he hears that the guy who's promised him High Garden is... Yeah, I, just, I mean maybe maybe he comes back to defend him against uh, Daenerys and dies. I, I, That's like the best <laughs> you can hope for. They're gonna they're gonna set up you know like like people have always said there won't be an Iron Throne after this because who's gonna sit in it you know like yeah. and I've I've read some spoilers which I hope to God aren't true but I think they are because um, you know with so the Lannisters are gonna be essentially gone. What do you think about all the houses of, of Westeros, yeah, by the, by the show, yeah. at least, I don't know about the books, have been totally wiped out. Oh, yeah. You've got 
the Starks still have an heir. Uh, the Baratheons now have Gendry. Yep. Uh, they, did you catch them vaguely reference like the new Prince of Dorne in the one episode? They're like, oh, no. the new Prince of Dorne will support you. Uh, maybe. Uh, it, it's just an afterthought. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, who, who got totally wiped out? Wait, uh, is is the son that um, that the Lannister girl was hanging out with, is he still alive? The son? No, no, he died. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the Sand Snakes killed him. Yeah. Um, so, there's just so many more mods are wiped out. Yep. Um, the Lannisters are obviously wiped aside out. from Tyrion. Yeah, they're they're all dead. Um, it, yeah, I mean they've literally the Vale. John will likely end up being the last living Targaryen. The Vale's been wiped out. Well, they've got Sweet Rob in there. Oh, is he still kicking? Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, that's right. He never came more. to any of the battles or anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when you think about it, like, so, yeah, I mean, the throne would be so weak that, like, maybe you, you could stick somebody in it, but. Yeah. They're going to have, I think they're just going to set up, like, a a council, and that's going to be, you know. Yeah, I, I think the outcome is definitely going to be that. Like, kingdoms are kind of in King's Landing has been completely destroyed. Yeah, totally. And so all the kingdoms are just going to go their separate ways, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Be that. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some level of, like, unified, you know, but not. Definitely not a monarchy, not a throne. Yeah. Uh, just, I don't know. Like like you said, some of the points, I'm like, okay, yeah, I would be on board with this happening, but it's just, it doesn't feel satisfying or earned okay, or so believable. If, if Arya is just going to ride off, do you think she goes back to Gendry? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Like, like to, to me, her character was always supposed to be that wanderer. But type. part of me, well, yeah, but part of me wonders if, you know, like that heart to heart with the Hound was supposed to be like, you know, change. Him, yeah, like him saying, "Is this really the life you yeah, want?" Yeah, yeah. And then her, you know, essentially going the other way. Yeah. Sort of means that, like, okay, she's she's had enough of killing everybody I would think she would go back to Winterfell if she was going to settle down somewhere yeah. but I don't think she will so I wonder if that'll be like how her character sort of just ends I don't she, think we'll she see goes her back to Gendry I, 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 I don't think we'll I think that was supposed to be her exit and yeah. I think literally the last episode is going to be the the aftermath basically John and and Danny and Tyrion so, you know secretly secretly this, this episode was really meta because at this point I'm I'm like Daenerys, and I've snapped, and now I'm now I'm Team Daenerys. Like I I want to see Daenerys just burn them all. Why? Like like all the Starks, all of them. Like if there's any Starks left, because the show is so bad. Yes, exactly. You know it's like, funny too, because like people I saw have very few people have mentioned this that Daenerys literally fulfilled her father's work. Yeah. Jaime killed the Mad King because he was going to burn down the city. Yeah. And Daenerys has always been. You know, the throne is mine, the throne is mine, because I'm a rightful Targaryen. And she thinks she's so great. Yeah. She finally gets there and literally does what her father did. Yeah. Wanted I mean, to do. Yeah, in that sense, it it really did seem out of character because she heard stories about what he did. Well, and did you see... And in, she wanted to break the wheel. Did and then you she see, shows up and, oh, I guess I'll just did kill Did you everybody. see in the, in the previews, or the, the recap before the episode, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like they previously on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That scene where Danny was like, I think she was like staring into the distance. 
um, they replayed all these lines yeah. through the series, referencing Targaryens going mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was better than what the actual show did. Like, because they should have had like give us some insight into what's going on in her head. Like, she should have been hearing all those voices in her head. You know, like replaying. Like, instead they did it in a preview to like yeah. remind us. But, like, if they had done that in the context of, like, you know, remembering her brother, yeah. remembering her father, remembering... Speaking, it's like... Speaking of that, you know, I mean, what are they going to do with Bran? What are they going to do? Have you read the spoilers? No, but I mean... <laughs> I don't want to say I'm on... What are, What could they possibly do to justify his character with just one episode left? Well, well again, I mean, we've, we've referenced how they basically wasted John's resurrection. I mean... Not that he's not a good character, because he is, but within the... Story. Same yeah. thing with Bran. What is the point of him having these powers? Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, he created Hodor, essentially. They insinuate that he created the Mad King. He could have. They they strongly insinuated that yeah. he did. Because he keeps, he's got, he gets the visions of the Mad King. And now it's just like, oh, well, uh, you know, he's, he's just there to be a target for the Night King. He's an encyclopedia of, and, of and, Westerosi history. Yeah, and like they they're building it up. Why was it so important to get him out there to do that stuff? They're building it up like there was this great, you know, yeah, a big reveal plot for him, and now it just seems like oh, I've heard I've heard theories that he is the Lord of Light, like the future the future brand is the Lord of Light. Yeah, I'm not sure that makes a lot of sense because well, they said that the the Night King was sort of like the the embodiment of death and ice and yeah, and so. He is like the embodiment of the Lord of Light and yeah. blah, blah blah. But but the Lord so the Lord of Light. Let's reference some of the things the Lord of Light has done through the series. The birth of the dragons was through the Lord of Light. The resurrection of John was through the Lord of Light. The resurrection of Beric was through the Lord of Light. Melisandre burns a lot of people for the Lord of Light. I don't feel that that's something that Bran would be like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like this burn that girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Burn these people. That's great. He burns Shireen Baratheon. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just, I don't see that. It just, I mean, for for the longest time, it felt like the show was really going somewhere, and then we 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 got there, and the wheels just came right off the bus. Well, <laughs> but but I've been saying this since since like season five. Like it's there was clear signs that. They didn't know what was... They didn't know where to go. They were making stuff up. Yeah. And, you know, like when I told you, when I thought about, well, this is what they have done since the books ended. The plot yeah. lines. And they're all bad. Yeah. They're almost when you all re- bad. When you reflect on it, the 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 book material and then the post-book material are it's just two so different, different. You can just tell. You can feel. You can see. It's just amazing how... How inept they were once they ran out. Well, and, and here we go again. Somebody asked the director. And it sort of breaks my heart because like... Oh, yeah. George This had, is one of the greatest fictional George universes ever, so in my opinion. George had so long to finish these damn books. Yeah. And it's like, what would this show have been like if he did finish the I books? I know. And they could, have, they could have just picked and choose. Yeah. Like, you know, so that way this the show could have ended the way it started those first four Yeah. Shows. Like, this could have been just an absolute... Masterpiece of Best show. show of all time. Yeah, I mean, it really could have. It the first four seasons to me, the fourth season had some stupid plot lines, but they got a lot of it right. Yeah. Season six to me is an abomination. Five, For me, 
most of five, most of five, six, and seven are bad. Yeah. They have their moments, Honestly, and then this season, I can't been, recall too much of what happened in five either. So there's hard home as the like the only significant yeah. moment. Yeah, like the last two episodes are worth it. Yeah, like I'm the yeah. battle of the bastards, but. It seems like the rest of that entire season. Well, and the Battle of the Bastards again. Like that's not even John's plot. They stole that from Stannis. It feels because like, they blew Stannis in the way for no reason. It, it just, feels like season five, six, and seven. The only thing I can really remember, well, not seven, but five and six. The only thing I can really remember is Arya and um, you know the, the faceless men and all this. Speaking of Arya, did you see that A. Blake and Vampire Hunter thing I sent you? No, I didn't look at it. Okay, you need. I to saw it, but I didn't play it. So literally, literally, Arya's move that she used to kill the Night King, yeah, is stolen from A. Blake and Vampire Hunter. <laughs> the, a guy's holding this this person up by the throat. Yeah, they drop the dagger. They catch it with the underhand. Same. Oh, if you watch God. it side by side, the camera angle is the same. And this tells me everything about, about these showrunners. Yeah. Is that this is this type of stuff? And hey, with all due respect to like kind of dumb, mindless action movies, they're fun. Yeah. That's that doesn't belong in this universe. Yeah. Like this is what they're watching. Like this is their inspiration. Yep. Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yep. And you know, I, I mentioned earlier how the showrunner said that Danny forgot about the Iron Fleet. Somebody asked the director of the fourth episode, uh, you know, when Tyrion walks up to the gate and he says, you know, think about your child. You know, he's, I know you love your children and blah blah blah. And Euron is standing there. Somebody asked the director why didn't Euron question how Tyrion knew about the child because Tyrion couldn't have known that they had had hooked up you know yeah and their their response was Euron wasn't paying attention yeah I mean that is so that is either the greatest writing of all time because like people legitimately don't pay attention yeah or it's the absolute worst oh it's obviously I mean Everyone wasn't paying it. Everything about this season has just been so phoned in. So, I mean, it just feels like they don't care. And they, they just want to wrap it up. Yeah, and, they just want to be done with it. And the, the coffee cup on the table, that was like the greatest embodiment of this entire season. Like, it's just, who cares? Let's yeah, just get out get of here. get it done. And speaking of which, I, I guess this maybe this, this might be the last thing that I say. We'll probably have more points to make, but... Somebody asked Dan and Dave, the showrunners, what they're going to do during the finale. And they said they're going to get extremely drunk and stay away from the internet. Which <laughs> says it all. They know it's terrible. Yeah. They know that they're going to be getting roasted. Yeah. Which, again... I feel like the damage is already done. Though. And again, like, when anytime you make an ending of anything, there's going to be half people that hate it. Which is... Yeah. It's, I understand. And, you know... I don't want a happy ending. I want an ending that feels real. Like, that feels yeah. like it belongs. Yeah. And, Which and is why I'm actually okay with... And that, I said it before. I'm okay with Jamie going back to Cersei. Because that sort of felt real. Like, it doesn't really make sense, but whatever. Like, a lot of the stuff people do doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. And, you know, like, their, their, their ending being sort of anticlimactic I was like okay well whatever you know yeah. what I mean but not that doesn't go for everybody and, and see I knew this one wouldn't be the last thing I said I feel like they took Xerxes because Xerxes is one of the most universally hated characters you yeah. know because she does a lot of terrible things 
Um, and I feel like they literally looked at Xerxes. And they're like, well, going into this final season, you know, they got to work up Danny as the, now the, the worst person. Like, well, what can we do? Well, we'll make Xerxes pregnant so you feel kind of bad for her. Yeah. And, and they did that in her final moments. She, she's panicking, saying, I don't want our baby to die. I don't want... So you feel bad for her. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's just like... It's just like dumb writing. Like, yeah. That's not from the books You're either. Right. I, I was thinking like, about... Well, let's, like, do, let's do something to make... Just to just to defy expectations. Yeah. Let's let's make you feel bad for Cersei in the last moment. You yeah, know? You're right. And I, you know, honestly, I didn't even think about that. And I thought... And again, I thought the actresses... I give all the credit to most of these actors and actresses for doing the best they can do with what they have. Like... You know, in, in that moment, she did make me feel bad for her as an actress. Like, she did a good job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Amelia Clark, I, I told you, I thought her best acting was in episode four. But it just. You know, I didn't even think about that. That they The only reason she was pregnant, and I thought there was going to be a, some sort of twist there. Yeah. But the only reason was purely just to try and make you feel something for her. I thought when, oh, she, when she got pregnant. Oh, God. I thought what was going to happen was she was going to like have a miscarriage. Yeah. And then she would lose it. Yeah. So then you'd have, you know, Xerxes going all out, using wildfire throughout the city to try to blow up exactly. Danny. That, that was my... I thought it was going to be like mutual destruction. I thought there was going to be... Or or Euron, you know, like Euron picking up on the clue from Tyrion. Yeah. I thought that was what Tyrion was trying to do, to get Euron to kill her. Yeah, yeah. Something and, like that. Some payoff. Yeah. And you're right. It was purely just to try and make you feel something for her when she died. In the last minute. Because because they're like... Because you know, they know everybody just wants Cersei yeah, to die. Yeah, because the, so your like, character well, had let, no let's, development. Let's, let's, let's flip it on its head and exactly. make you feel bad for Cersei. That is time. like one of the laziest TV kind of writing things. And that's something I really liked the show about earlier on was that like... It wasn't like any other TV show. No. They, did, they didn't do like the tropes that everybody else does. Yeah. And then here we are at the end, and they, you know, they have all the truth. I have been watching just random YouTube clips of, scene, oh, of scenes from, like, the early seasons. And there is so much more depth and character development yeah. and, and world building. Like, one of the clips I saw was Robert swapping war stories with Barristan. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, those moments, like, no, the story isn't being, like, developed, like, in a... A wow way, yeah. But you understand the characters exactly. and it's universe built. Like all these moments with Stannis, like Stannis and Melisandre and Davos, those early seasons. There's so much going on and there's so much depth and just like intrigue and mystery. And I still feel that Stannis is one of the most underappreciated characters. He's so. He really pulled it off. That's for sure. He that, nailed it. That scene of one of the, one of the ones I watched this morning on the way to work. He's sitting there writing that letter to tell everybody that Joffrey is, uh, you know, incest and that because Ned had died because uh, he found everything out. So Stannis says, "I won't make the same mistake as Ned. I'm going to tell everybody, so you know they can't just kill me." And the guy's writing the letter like his like scribe or whatever, and Stannis keeps stopping him to make sure that like the perfect truth is told throughout yeah, the whole letter. Yeah, yeah. He, he says like, you know, my, my beloved brother has died and, and he's like, get rid of beloved. I didn't yeah. lo- I didn't love him. I wonder and then if Davos is you know, like, well, that's harmless. And he's like, it's a lie. Take it out. Yeah, you know, now that you mentioned, I wonder if that scene was sort of why they decided to not include the peach scene because you know, that scene sort of got to the point of who who uh Stannis really yeah. is, you know, like 
He's just and and they they get to a part where they're writing about Jamie. You know, Joffrey is is the you know incest son of of you know Cersei and Jamie Lannister, and and he and he says. Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer, call him what he is. So, yeah. so he puts that in there. And, and he says, Sir. Well, and the scribe <laughs> keeps going, and then he goes back and he says, Wait, call it Sir Jamie Lannister, yeah. the Kingslayer. He said, Whatever whatever he is, the man's still a knight. Yeah. He's just such like a, like the depth. Like he's the insulting him, but he's like, Wait a minute. Right, right. Like he, he's like all about the truth. You know, and that's the yeah. thing, like the show totally lacks any sort of like. Like the the biggest character development development moments now are like, well, just to drive home the point that John's a good guy, have him save this girl getting raped. Yeah. Like like they can't think of anything more. Yeah. Like, and that's something that's already happened in the show. Oh, you yeah. know, like, and I don't have a problem with him doing it. It's just that like that's all they've got. Yeah. Like it didn't bother me that he did it. It's just like, you, you like everything to them comes down to like. Sword fighting dragons and sex. Like, that's yeah. all they can, can see. It just stinks because, like, the first four seasons, when, when they had the books to rely on, obviously, um, like, everything just led to, to very meaningful yeah. things. Like, you think of, and to me, like, obviously the pinnacle was the Red Wedding. Right, right. I mean, this is sort of like the Red Wedding 2, but it's like a lot of sequels are just terribly disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything had a purpose leading up to the Red Wedding. Even though it seemed senseless, Yeah, it actually it had so much purpose and you were so emotionally tied to these characters. Yeah. They had built them up the right way. That is the way to subvert expectations yeah. right there. And then you look at you look at what's happened since and it's just like God like nothing matters. And it's funny that you say that because one of my uh, one of my coworkers was talking about Attack on Titan. He's so we're talking about Game of Thrones and he's like yeah, you should really watch Attack on Titan, you know, because, and he didn't know he was like saying this, and that that I was thinking this, and he's like, you know, everything that happens in that show is like really well connected, and like blah 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 blah, and I'm like, you just spelled out the problem, and he didn't know that I was coming from that angle, yeah. but he he was just saying that like, Attack on Titan has more like continuity than Game of Thrones does, which like breaks my heart because. For those first four seasons, like yeah. you said, and in the books, I mean, there's so many like instances of foreshadowing and underlying. Like, absolutely. if you're really paying attention, like, yeah, it just to hear somebody be like, "Oh yeah, Attack on Titan," that that story of that is really and that's great. Why and it's when, like, this is not supposed to happen. I mean, I've heard George R. R. Martin come out and admit that like the ending of the books are going to be pretty similar to the the ending of the show, yeah. actually. <clears throat> and uh, at first I was like, oh God, you know, like, how could you say that? But then I thought about it, I was like, well, actually I'm not opposed to a lot of the stuff they've done. It's just yeah. how they've done it. It's just so, well, it's been so rushed and so and there, forced. there are a lot more characters in the books. Yeah. Like, it, there's so many characters that they can die. You know, like, they, they're basically killing everybody off in two episodes. Yeah. You know, they can... Oh, and that's the other issue. They can literally kill Xerxes. Or how about Varys? I mean, we haven't even mentioned that. Yeah. And why should we? Because they, it was like, oh, oh, Varys is still on the show. Well, we and, better and, knock him off. Yeah, and, like, again, I'm, oh. I'm okay with him dying. And, like, I'm okay with him being punished for the betrayal. Yeah. But the way it happened was so stupid. This is a guy who was, like, a formidable, manipulative force. Exactly. 
and, and and basically Tyrion just runs and tells on him to mommy. Yeah, like you know, and it's like how he come was, he couldn't at least die doing like one final plot or something, like one real plot. Yeah, like like was he really so dumb? You know, like they did the same thing to Littlefinger, really. Yeah. But and, and somebody else pointed out like they were hoping that like in that moment just before like he'd hear the voice from the fire. Blah blah. Oh blah. yeah, yeah. No, nothing like that. Just, yeah. Just. Burns him. Oh well. And he, does, he doesn't even he, scream. No. You <laughs> just because you know exit stage. I, I saw somebody point out on YouTube that they were saying that well, dragon fire is so strong that you know you instantly die. Well, ten minutes later, all throughout King's Landing, you're watching people, people scream run, while they die, burning. burn. Like so, that's not even. Nope. So so some this guy it was Angry Joe actually he's like apparently Barris is the biggest badass in the Western <laughs> Kingdom <laughs> felt no pain while he was oh. getting burnt to death. Like, but didn't that just feel like, oh, well, he's still on the show? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, we we'll just, just gotta, we gotta write, him. write some ending for yeah, him. Yeah, just, just dust him out of here. And that's what I mean, like, when somebody died in the earlier seasons, it was like, like, it had an impact. Well, everything they said, everything they did, like, it did have meaning, like, they did come back to it. Like, him yeah. talking about the voice in the flame. Yeah, they never mentioned like, that again. Yeah, exactly. It seems like... I mean, he did eventually catch up with the guy that, that took him and yeah. carved him up, but they never went back to the voice in the flame, no. and they never, you know, like, they could have said, oh, it was the Lord of Light. He, like, he could have discovered from... I, I'm telling you, like, literally, that was Davos saying, like, what's up with that? The Lord of Light just Fs off. Yeah. That was their ending for that the Lord of Light was, plot. Yeah. And, like, I'm okay with things not being fully explained. You can leave plenty of loose ends. You know what movie that reminds me of? The Birds. Yeah. But I don't. It's just, and you know, they're just they're. I'm not. I don't want to that, say that. That was my birds reference. They're, for the episode. They're. We're gonna set some record for the most number World Guinness the Book of Records. Most consecutive episodes of a podcast. The reference to birds. I'm literally determined to work this into every episode somehow. Um, like, why didn't they do a, fi- a full season for this? Yeah. Exactly. Why? Because they could have worked a lot of this stuff up much better. And really, better. they could have used a season nine. Like, I don't they understand worked, why they were just like, oh, they no, could have worked built now. up much more. And it's clear the that The viewership's been rising. Like, why? They, it's clear that they just wanted to get this over with. Like, just it, do it. It doesn't make it. sense. Because, yeah, they could have used at least a full season, if not a whole nother season. But I could, I don't think they wanted to do it because they were screwing up everything so bad already. Yeah. That they're like, we can't do another season because we don't know what the I hell think we're right. doing. I think at some point, yeah, they looked at what they had written. You know, like Cersei, like she just stopped yeah, being a character, doing anything. You know, like and they, Tyrion, same thing. Yeah, and they they probably Davos, they probably just looked thing. at it and they're like, okay, all of our that's characters, another thing. All of our characters have just gone stale. Davos so like, let's has just end this. repeatedly referenced that he is not a warrior. He doesn't even know how to fight. Yeah. When they rush into King's Landing, the people on the front were John, Grey Worm, and who else? Davos. Yeah. With a sword in his hand. Yeah. Why is Davos on the... F- it's because, oh, because he's a main character. We gotta show him. Exactly. Is this Power Rangers? Exactly. Like, what is this? He doesn't fight. I mean, it's been Power Rangers since at least last season. Remember yeah. when the Power Rangers went north of the wall? And- <laughs> yes. Another terrible story. And they all survived except for, like, one of them or something. Another terrible idea. And Cold Hands comes running out of nowhere yeah. and saves John. Oh, yeah. That, and they throw yeah. him into garbage. That was literally they the entire him point garbage. of this character. Unbelievable. Yeah, we were like, uh, was there something more to that? Nope. That, that really was, like, the moment where, I think, looking back on it, where you, you saw what 
season eight was he, gonna be like. He couldn't. You're telling me that he couldn't have escaped that place. Like everyone's like, oh my god, he's 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 gonna he's gonna have some other great purpose or something. No, that was it. That yeah, was that was right, the whole purpose. Right. And you know, I've always imagined like Benjamin showing up because you know they talk about the land of always winter and stuff like. Maybe showing up and him being a point of view in the land of of always winter or something like that. And I didn't think we'd ever get it, but I thought, oh, well, that'd be at least a payoff. You know, like, yeah. that's why he's still around. Because he is frequently referenced. Yeah, for, exactly. Like, where's Benjamin? Where's yep. Benjamin? Where's Benjamin? Well, he exists literally just to save John and then get his head caved in by yep. all these zombies. Plot like, device. Like, they built up all these things that, like, it was like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Like, I... I wonder where this is going, and then it's just not going oh, anywhere. Really, he's he's um he's just there to save them from these zombies. Yeah, and, and, and you know, my, <laughs> I mean, what my what somebody I work with was referencing. Well, that's why Beric was refer was resurrected so many times is because he saved Arya in that final you know run through that hallway. And I'm like, that was the lamest like yeah like. But like, I mean, at least that was something. I mean, think about like. Uncle Benjamin literally goes missing, and for like five seasons. Yeah, and it was a big deal that he was missing. Yeah, and you know he's north of the wall. He's he's sort of when he comes back, you can tell like he's something's well, he's strange. A, he's a White Walker. Yeah, something was strange about him. And then he just fights a few zombies Not, and let, dies. Let, let's <laughs> like, let's talk like, about that. What? Let's talk about that. Apparently, the children of the forest can still make new White Walkers. Yeah. Because they did it to him. Yeah. So, but, I guess, are we just uh, dropping I mean, that point? Like, yeah, is like, that not a major thing? Yeah, it's sort of like if... if they made a good White Walker? It's what? Like, it's like if, if you saw a girl nine months later and she says, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant, and just sort of like walks off. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, is that... It's like, like you can't just drop that not, grenade in my not, lap and that's leave. That's not significant that we have like a, a good White Walker? Like, yeah. what? Yeah, how can we not explore that? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, how can you just throw that in our laps and walk away? And, and if that's the case, if we have a good, then we have to have... Th- what was the Night King's true motivations yeah. then? He's not just death personified. Well, it's the same thing with... He's not just a weapon of mass destruction. He's got motivations then. It's the same exact thing. Because Benjen did. I mean, I guess I'll have to wait and see what they do for Bran in the final episode, but... I hope he falls off the wall. They made such a big deal about the Three-Eyed Raven, and then, like... For what? Uh, he just hangs out in the past, apparently. Like, <laughs> ooh, what? Are you kidding me? I That's think, it? That's all I you got? I think there'll be a payoff, but I don't expect it to be satisfying. Because just like everything else. I mean, it's just... It's so shocking that this is as creative as they could possibly they get. Should, what they should have done is had Jamie throw him out a window again. When he was in Winterfell, yeah. <laughs> before well, he left Winterfell last time. In my Maybe mind... Maybe he could have thrown him out a window again. What I've been envisioning is... is Drogon shows up, he chews on Bran, he spits him out, and then he hits him with a Dracarys, and then, uh, I don't know, he turns around and takes a poop on him. I mean, I, <laughs> And then just, Drogon just flies off. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, because, okay, John's going to have to kill Danny. There's no way around it. Yeah. She's mad. She unless... Can't- Unless Danny wins and that's the end, like that's I it seriously hope be. that's it. I hope Danny wins and that's the it, end. But but there's just so many things like, okay, what happens to all the unsullied? What happens with the dragon? The war is over. What happens with Drogon? See, I I seriously am starting to hope that Danny wins, and she's just a terrible ruler, and that's it. That's it. Like that's where the <laughs> show ends. Realistic, at least. And then they then you're like, 
you're left to hope for like a sequel series of like how what are they going to well, power? Well, that's out? something that we haven't discussed. That maybe we should leave this till next week. They're making that prequel series. Yeah. And you know, how damaging is this final season going to be? Because they were they're, oh, I know. they're developing like three spin-offs. Yeah. And you know, how many how many of us are going to lose interest in these exactly. because of this? This has been disaster. enormously damaging. And I have to wonder so, I mean, this is what it looks like when they don't have George R. R. Martin the one, to pull from. Well, George is helping with this other. Well, thank God. But and guess you know what it's called? It's the, based on the Long Night. Oh, it's it's not called the, long the night. original Long Night. Yeah. And I have to wonder then if they purposely sabotage this Long Night. Not sat. Well, but like, well, like, yeah. Well, we don't need to really do this because this other show is gonna do. Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know, but. I, you know, honestly, that seems like it would make sense. And I wouldn't be surprised because the suits at Warner Brothers, who I guess own HBO, I'm so confused. Do they? I, I'm so confused that who owns what. It's Time Warner that owns HBO. And okay. I don't know. Is that Warner Brothers? I don't, I don't know. The suits, the suits over there, they're, <laughs> they're terrible. And I could just, I can totally see them saying, okay, well, we have this I, series about. The Long Night. We can't allow I've you guys to The Long Night. I've also seen so, so many videos from Star Wars fans now. Yeah. Like, like going ballistic. Like, you are letting these guys touch our sacred series? Oh, like, you can't do this. Like, this oh. is going to be a disaster. I hate to break this to you, Star Wars fans. Your series ain't <laughs> Not anymore. Well, that's what... I've heard so many people bashing the new head of Lucasfilm. Up, yeah. Like, she's totally incompetent. And yeah. We won't get into that, but... All right, I guess we're done ranting. Yeah, for the week. Yeah. but my next week you probably won't even. This be able is to... like this is like cathartic. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's gotta, like therapy. We got to do this. We won't even be able to say anything by next week. We'll just be like, yeah, yeah. it was bad, and that's it. Let's uh, wrap it up. Well, we're one week away. This, you know, can, what? can you believe it? we are one this, week away? From this Game whole of season ending. truly has been like the long night because <laughs> it's been like torture. It's like I said, very, very meta. It's very meta. Yeah. You know. All right. God Mode Unlocked episode 42 out.